Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 7, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? As I sit here and look at the daily chart, I have to chuckle. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. We're going to go through exactly why there's a chuckle involved. We'll also discuss what is that 438.24. Why is it important where they closed? Look at what they did. They put in a tail candle. They had a gap and crap. Is that negative? Yeah, generally speaking, that's a negative thing. They closed near the lows after gapping up. And guess what? That's another negative thing. What else did they do? Or what else didn't they do? How about not filling the gap up here? The gap is at 422.64, give or take. They didn't fill the gap. They came up short. Now, we all know this. They had an opportunity to fill the gap. They could have done it. They were close by early in the morning. They decided to stop short. They ended up in a gap and crap situation closing near the lows. Now, is that really a negative thing? Or is this trick trap fool and frustrate crew causing havoc well let's look at the big picture and let's do the assessment let's peel back the onion we put on our umpire uniform and take an impartial look at this thing so far based on the technicals based on how we view the market view the charts without any external stuff just looking at the data have they put in a top and the answer is They have put in a top. They have confirmed it on a variety of different charts and time frames. And also there's other markets that haven't necessarily confirmed a top, if you will. So we're going to work with a top is in in the SPY or the S&P 500. That doesn't mean the market can't go higher. Okay, a top is in using the 80-20 rule the majority of the time, the large majority of the time, it's going to be the top. Sometimes they fail. That's an awareness. But the top is in, and we're looking at it from a longer-term perspective. We're saying that this monthly chart is a reversal candle. That says that we could have a top. We can trade against the top of last month, which is September. Maybe they trade above it, but unless they close a month above it, then the top remains the top. If they close October or November or any other month above that high, then that wasn't the top. But right now, we're calling it a reversal candle. The weekly chart, however, is hanging in there. They're hanging in at the 20-period moving average. And oh, by the way, if you've taken the lazy e-mini trader course, you might want to brush up on time is more important than price. There's always a method to the madness And there's a reason why in the last few videos, we've been discussing the rip your face off rally, the squeeze, they've been down a lot, they're down for like a month or so. All those things factor into, I was kind of saying, we're due for a bounce, we're due for a rip your face off, we're due for a squeeze, all that stuff. And by the way, that all means the same thing a squeeze, a rip-your-face-off rally. For those of you asking, is there a difference between one and the other? No, the answer is if price is rising and it's rising fast, you can interchange those terms. So how do we reconcile the fact that the weekly chart is hanging in, 
right? The trend still remains up as they're above all the moving averages. We just talked about a monthly chart reversal candle. All right, let's talk about that. The monthly chart reversal candle is intact as long as they don't close a month above the high. So that doesn't mean they can't creep up the breakdown candle. And if you look at the weekly chart and let's say they have a bounce for a week or two or three or whatever it is, can they creep up the monthly breakdown candle? And the answer is sure, they would be creeping up near the highs of the S&P 500. That's certainly on the table. Then you say, well, we have a reversal candle on the monthly chart, but we're way above all the moving averages. It's still a very, very strong uptrend. And all that's true. And that's how we have to decipher one thing from the other. Somewhere along the line, a top will be put in. Maybe it was September. Maybe it's another month in the future. But somewhere along the line, a top will be put in. And the likely scenario is when that top is put in, the market's going to be above all the moving averages. Everything morphs. It starts from one thing and it goes to another, short-term charts to longer-term charts. Here we are. All of a sudden, we're down for like 30 days in a row or however many trading days that was, a little bit more than 30 in a row. And guess what? And it's not a row, meaning every single day, but we were down for about a month. And here in lies, the result was a reversal candle. Okay, we don't know whether they're going to create one of those bearish, flaggish patterns, maybe go sideways for two or three months off that. Maybe they don't climb up the breakdown candle. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But these are all things that we have to continuously look at every single day to uncover and unpack what is the market doing. Is she climbing the breakdown candle? We'll know that from evidence on shorter-term charts, and then we'll know that, hey, maybe the high, which is also the high, is in play. Maybe they're going to go run a test of the highs. All that stuff, we have to know. That's why we have to look at these things. That's why we have to discuss them, and we have to pick them apart every single day. If I don't discuss it every day, it doesn't mean I'm not looking at it every single day. I'm looking at all the charts, all the time frames, all the time. Now let's get back to the compressed version, the shorter duration stuff. What's going on over the next day or so? Okay, so we're leading into Friday. Let's say, and there's a reason why we just had that discussion about the market turned in terms of the shorter term trend, because this certainly could be just a dead cat bounce, a relief rally. And you'll notice they closed below the 50 period moving average, below the 20 period moving average. Also below something else. Here's a breakdown candle. The high was 440.04. We know about that number. We know about that candle. We talked about it last night. They gapped up to, or not to, but under that price. They traded right through that price, but they didn't close above that price. That's interesting. It's a breakdown candle high. They tested it. They did not close above that price. Therefore, Technically speaking, and when I say technically, it's the way I look at the markets. Technically speaking, the bearish thing is still intact until such time as they close above that breakdown candle high for 40.04. Now, it's a weird way to say, hey, they can still come all the way down and this thing would have been intact the whole time. That's not really true. They had a tremendous rally today. They petered out, still finished positive on the day. Let's call it what it is. The spiders still finished up almost 1%, 
probably about in dollar terms, maybe 350. I know this is an after hours quote. That's still a big day upward in the market, but I'm not looking at that as much as I'm looking at what happened into the close. Why did they close poorly? What happened in the afternoon to cause the sellers to come out and have a buyer strike and sell them into the close? Is that telling us something foretelling into tomorrow, into the future? Does that say, hey, this is a dead cat bounce. This is a bounce in a downtrend. Here's your downtrend. Here's a low. We have a bounce. Maybe it's an ABC, A leg down, B leg up. Maybe the next leg is C, which would complete below the low of the low of the A leg. That's also on the table. Now, just for a moment, let's talk about chicanery. Enter Trick and Company. They didn't fill the gap today. What's the likelihood that they're going to leave that gap alone after coming close? And here's what I'll say. If they go down and fill the one left open from yesterday down here, and they start closing daily below that, then the likelihood is pretty good that this is a failure. They're going to leave it alone. They're telling us that the market is weak by virtue of not getting to the gap. That's a signal. So we have to be aware of that. And we also know that not being able to close above 440.04, this candle here, that's also an important thing. But now enter, and this comes with Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew, now enter 438.24. What does that represent? How about the breakup candle low? This is the low from today. Now we had a gap up. So the low from today, as far as the open is concerned, is right here. Now we know that all this space really comprises yesterday's close to today's open and then the trading today. But herein lies the breakup candle low. Any way you want to look at it, watch what happened. 438.24. Here's a five-minute chart. Look at that dance all the way to the right at 438.24. They come close, they bounce away. They hit it, go lower by a penny or two, and then they bounce away. They know that that price is important. Now, the question is, who is they? That's question number one, and I get that question a lot, so let me answer it here. They are the market participants. They are the traders, the mutual fund managers, the investors, you, me, the pajama jockeys, pension fund managers, hedge fund managers, quant managers, guys that program computers that trade the market. All those people are the market participants. It equals they. Now, back to they know that that breakup candle low is an important spot. So here's the thing. So they close above the breakup candle low, but below the breakdown candle high from the daily chart. Pretty slick, isn't it? Do you think there are any accidents or coincidences in the market? And the answer is no way. Let me ask you this. Who else is looking at the tape this way? I'll leave that up to you to decide. Now let's talk further about this spot. So what if they open below this number tomorrow. Well, then the door opens to go fill the gap left open from Wednesday. We don't know they definitely will fill it, but certainly that would be the objective. They would go fill the gap, and then we would see or decide what they're going to do with the gap. Do they go lower? Is this a real failure? Or are they going to turn back around and complete the fake-out operation? What if they open above 438.24 tomorrow? 
Well, then it's pretty solid at that point until they get below and start closing hourly below, or at least some candles below, everything starts somewhere. You start closing 10s and 15s below, that's enough time to say, hey, they're not going to make it. They're not going to stay above. Looks like the door is opening. They close an hour below, and now all of a sudden the door is open. That's just the way I look at it. It's time-based. Time is more important than price. Spiking an hourly candle for five minutes really isn't a big deal. So that's the gauge tomorrow. Where do they open the tape? Below or above 438.24. Tomorrow morning, that's probably the bogey unless they're trading far away from it either in the northern direction or the southern direction. If they're hanging around this spot somehow, then 438.24 is certainly going to be important. Did they just simply run a test of it, completing it in the late afternoon, and they're going to now go back in the other direction? Or is the market weak and that number's going to fail? They just didn't want to show it to you until tomorrow. All those things are on the table. Now I'm going to get a comment like this. Well, what good is that? You told us they could go up and they could go down. Yeah, of course I did. If I knew which way they were going to go beginning Friday morning, wouldn't I have taken the trade? Wouldn't I tell you which way they were going to go to look like a genius? I don't know which way they're going to be waking up Friday morning from doing the video Thursday night. I can guess that's a coin flip. Anybody can guess. It's a fool's game. At least from where I sit, the best we can do is know where the important spots are. They become resistance and or support depending on whether price is above or below. And then we can trade around those spots, either to them or away from them. All that stuff is how you unpack and come up with the trading opportunities. You have to run it like a business, not a game of dice in Tommy's basement. What about stocks on the move? Well, you know what happened today. It was a gap up. It was a gap in crap. There was a possible short at the gap they never got to. As a result of the market running away, which takes a lot of the trading opportunity in the morning away for traders, if a gap up happens and the market just keeps going, everything either becomes trailing along or a floater. Now, if a trader wants to hop on board, that's their choice. But that's not a bona fide trade. Hopping on board and getting lucky because she keeps going higher is not a bona fide trade. So I'm not a chasing the market kind of person. And as such, I'm going to let you read the notes. There really wasn't much going on today. Even stocks on the move, nothing hit their objective. Everything just floated away, ran away. That's just the way the morning went. So what I'm going to do is scroll through, pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work, even if there wasn't a lot of activity today. Just read the notes, get a feel for what we're talking about, how we're looking at the market, how we analyze whatever is going on at the time and what our conclusions are. If you're active in the market during the trading day, remember, pause the video and go back to the charts. Did I tell you that once or twice already? If you're active in the market during the trading day, and you think that this can be helpful, then you need to give it a shot. If you haven't yet, you need to give it a shot. Having a feel for where the numbers are, what the market is doing, what the likelihood of whatever happening is happening is going to happen, happen. All that stuff is in here on a daily basis. Every day is completely different than the day before. 
That's what keeps the juices flowing. What's going on over in Camp IWM? I think you're gonna find this one interesting. So here, you see this breakdown candle. The high is 225.60. We've been talking about 225 and change, haven't we? Well, guess what? The high was 224.95, so they made an effort. They made a run for that breakdown candle high. They didn't quit all the way to the high, but they made a run for it. Okay, fair enough. They closed on the 100 period moving average. Now they're above three of the four I follow. So the trend is really shifting back from turning to the downside to now kind of not necessarily downward. We'll call it a neutral trend. On the bull side of things, we like the higher lows. You have a low, a higher low, a higher low, a higher low. This is bullish behavior. When you have highs and a lower high and a lower high and a lower high, that's bearish behavior. And you end up with one of these triangle type of deals. Now let's just say this isn't a perfect triangle. It's a concept. Let's say that this triangle continues on and the market goes back and forth and it narrows out and it keeps going back and forth until the triangle ends up coming to a peak like this. Well, what happens once price gets into that peak? It either breaks up or it breaks down. If you're in an uptrend, it will likely break up. If you're in a downtrend, it will likely break down. It's a continuation move in most cases. Now, we don't know for sure that that's happening and that could take a while longer. It could take another several weeks based on the structure of what's going on here and where these higher lows are and the lower highs are. Now, again, if we break to the upside or break to the downside at any point in time when they break the pattern of the higher lows or the lower highs, then that concept of that triangle is blown out the window. It's off the table. Here's the monthly chart, and you can't help but notice these higher lows are very, very pronounced. They're equidistant. There's some symmetry. It's interesting how this is developing. We'll say as long as they stay up here and above 217.44, and we know where that comes from, it comes from last night. What's interesting on the transports is you had the gap in crap. It's different than the IWM. That's my favorite market leading indicator. This is a number two favorite canary in the coal mine. Is this telling us something? Is it trying to send a shot across the bow? Is the canary saying, hey, get out of the coal mine? Or will the divergence resolve itself with the transports going back up north? Divergences will always resolve themselves. The IWM and the transports are not going to trade in opposite directions for long. A day here, a day there, a couple, three days, that's okay. For the most part, one is going to turn around and follow the other. The question is, will the transports turn around and follow the IWM, or is this whole thing, the bounce up, a hoax, and it's just a dead cat bounce, a relief rally, they're going to resume the downtrend, and everything turns down, and the transports are giving us the high sign being the canary in the coal mine. It's one or the other. We'll know more tomorrow. You have to have the awareness. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? What did they do? They ran a test of the breakdown candle high. Pretty standard operating procedure, I would say. They had a gap in crap. They finished near the lows. However, what did they do? What have we talked about? What's this line? They got above and they closed above that neckline. Interestingly enough, that trend line, that was a breakdown trend line. So the market's breaking down from a symmetrical standpoint. 
the target on the downside was a whole lot lower than they went the other day here on the 4th. Now, and what we talked about last couple of days is, now if they got back above, watch out above. But what happens if they get back below? Well, if they get back below, this whole pattern that was developing is really off the table as far as I'm concerned. I'm not interested when it doesn't act cleanly. Back above, back below, then all of a sudden we'll just take it one day at a time. I'm not gonna pay attention to that line anymore. However, right now, being above, closing the day above, we're gonna say that, watch out, above. Even though they didn't go higher today and they had somewhat of a crap out, that's okay, it was a big up day, they ran a test of a big spot a lot higher, and they crapped out. So did they crap out from the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew? Was it an afternoon shakeout operation? Are they shaking out the longs? What are they doing? It doesn't really matter. We have bogeys. We have areas that are important. We know that if the Qs get above 366.36, they're gonna run higher. They're gonna fill the gap. If they get back below this neckline or this trend line, then there's something going on, something different is happening. They're gonna obviously fill the gap. They're likely gonna go lower and I wouldn't wanna be long technology. I don't have to guess, I just have to know what's happening. Gap and crap in the financials. They spiked the high, they crapped out, they finished near the lows. Again, they made a new high. We're not gonna make a federal case out of them spiking the high, finishing on the low, still finishing higher than yesterday's close by almost 1%. We're just gonna say there's nothing wrong with the financials and move on. Smash Mouth, decent day, up 1.24%, but as much as they were down and as much as technology was down, on a day when the market was squeezing, even though they had a crap out, right? Another gap in crap, same routine in SMH. Finished up on the day, but finished poorly on the day, if that makes any sense. Makes sense to me. So here's how we're reading it. It's poor performance on the close, still an up day, and the jury's still out. There's no reason they can't still go higher. They can crap out, could have been just a short-lived dead cat bounce, and they go back down. We know all that. Both sides are on the table. When they do stuff like this, close below a really important spot, but above a really important spot, we know there's a level of shenanigans involved. So when we can see the shenanigans in clear, plain sight, we have to wait for them to provide more information. We need to speak the language of the market. We're waiting for them to get out the bullhorn. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.